Now, you might not believe this, but the career path of almost every super successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so we might as well talk about it today on Your Way to Work. And now, your host, Ricardo Witte. Hi, everybody. This is Rick Witted, and you're listening to the podcast show On Your Way to Work, the show that talks to you, the worker on the workplace floor, about the things you need to do, the path you need to take that's right for you and your career. So what am I going to talk about today? The state of my manager, not me personally, but for each and every one of us out there, I want to talk about the state, the reality, what's going on, what's happening in the current workplace environment as it relates to our managers. And for those of you that have been listening to me for any length of time now, you know I am a junkie for data and statistics and uh, survey information as it relates to the worker in the workplace. And I think one of the finest, if not the finest run organization out there for tapping into this data is Gallup. Uh, and that organization organization just does an amazing job. So my hat's off to them. Plus, they fill me with so much content. Um that helps um, connect the inside of my experience in the workplace. So there is a new uh, uh, report out called the State of the American Manager Analytics and Advice for Leaders that Gallup um, just put out. If you go to gallup.com, uh, you can sign up and get LinkedIn to, um, to receive that that survey. It's about 56 pages or so, so it's very in-depth. Uh, and I can tell you now, there's a ton of fuel for the fire. I will be talking about this one for a few weeks to come for sure. So let me just give you a quick highlight of what the report uh, says just to just kind of sum it up. If you'll remember, I shared a report on the employee state of affairs about 30% of American workers, U.S. workers, are actually engaged at work. That same study, a survey of over 2.5 million managers and employees across the spectrum here in the U.S., yielded uh, similar results. And those results were about 35% of managers uh, in the U.S. are actually engaged. Now, that's scary. We're not talking about the employee on the workplace floor, the worker. We're talking about the manager leading the workplace. And yet it says about 35% of them are engaged. Why is that scary? Well, managers account for about 70% of the variance from one workplace team that's engaged to another that is not. About 70% of that variance has to do directly with the manager. They're the single most influential component to any workplace environment. So I'm not going to try to cover all 56 pages today. Not going to happen. 
But you know, here's what's interesting. The survey or, or this report from Gallup uh, suggests that there are five specific talents that make a great manager. And uh, I would have to agree with, with the, so what are they? One, managers are motivators. They have the ability to, to um, motivate every single employee um, to take action and, and engage employees with a compelling mission and vision. Uh, so they're motivators. They're also assertive. Um, they have the assertiveness to drive outcomes and the ability to overcome adversity and resistance. And again, I'm reading these directly from uh, this, uh, this report. Uh, third, great managers, um, they have accountability. Um, they can create a culture of clear accountability. Fourth, they're decision makers. They, they can make a decision based on productivity, not politics, not relationships. They can make an objective decision that's right for the team and for the company. Um, they're decision makers. And then finally, they build relationships um, of trust. So they can build relationships that create trust, open dialogue, and full transparency. So so these were the five talents from the millions of people and uh, the millions of surveys that Gallup has gathered over the years. And they concluded, and I think rightly so, the best managers are motivators. They're assertive uh, to get uh, and overcome obstacles. They create a culture of accountability. They build trusting relationships with their teams, and they make informed and unbiased decisions uh, for the good of the team and the company. Now, you, you hear that and go, yeah, that's great. Those are, those are absolutely what I'd want to see in my manager uh, and what I'd want to be if I were a manager. Here's the shocking part uh, of this study that I want to deal with today. Only one in 10 managers have all five of those talents. Here's what's really scary. Only two in 10 actually have some of the five talents and can be coached to become great managers. That's scary. 18% of the current managers in the workplace today have high talent. That means 82% do not. So you've heard me talk a lot about the importance of engagement, and I think the Gallup organization nails this. The employee that moves ahead is not the employee that's been there forever. It is the employee that is engaged and committed to the organization's objectives and goals and have a good attitude and, you know, and an attitude that surrounds, builds, and uh, encourages the company's objectives. You hear these statistics, and many of you are probably thinking in the back of your mind, yep, could have told you that. My manager's on the 82% side, not the 18%. And so here's the logical question. What do you do when that's the reality of the workplace you work in? What do you do? How do I survive in that environment? So I don't know that I have all the answers to that, but, and, and this study doesn't dig deep into that from the perspective of the employee. Here's what you can't do. You can't quit 82% of the places you go to look for a job. You'll never build a lasting career. Let me say that again. 
you can't quit 82% of the employers that you ask for a job. You'll never build a lasting career. A huge component of lasting and thriving and building a strong career that spans the four plus decades that statistically we're going to work in our lifetime requires you got to take root somewhere. Secondly, I think what we can glean from this report is that taking your time to really find a manager that builds a culture of growing and learning and developing is critical. And I see so many people that just want the next job. They just want the next job. And they're so bent on getting the next job that they do not take the time to secure the right knowledge about who they're going to work for and what the culture of the environment they're going to work in looks like. You've got to make the goal securing the right culture and the right manager and not make the goal the next job. Number three, and I think the report really hits this really well. It says a part of the problem here is the company's own doing. Uh, Small Business America, Corporate America, they build in this system where the reward for job performance is job title. Uh, Said another way, um, the top performers are almost, without assumption, assumed to be the next managers. And while sometimes that's a good fit, that's not always and not mostly a good fit. What makes someone really good at doing a frontline job are not the same traits that make them good at managing a team or a group of people. And so what happens is you tend to create this system. You could almost call it a caste system for performance in which, you know, the whole goal within the workplace becomes getting the next bigger job. Instead of rewarding the performance, the job performance itself, what ends up happening is we reward the job title. So managers make more than the workers, even if it's the best workers. And Gallup suggests here that what should be happening is top performers, regardless of what they are, whether they're the manager or a frontline employee, top performers deserve the highest pay. They are the critical component to a company's bottom line revenue. And the best employees should make more than their managers without question. And I would agree with that positioning held by Gallup. I think that's spot on. And so I think the third thing here 
is something that creates a reality we live in now. And the question is, what do we do with it? I'll talk about that in a second. But again, I think these are three crucial things that we should take a look at today. Because we work in a workplace environment that does not have a bunch of great, great managers, at the end of the day, having less than 20% good managers in the workplace, the three realities that uh, you cannot do is you can't quit everywhere you go. You can't quit. You'll be quitting 80% of your jobs and you'll never build a career. Uh, The goal can't be the next level job. It has to be the right culture and the right manager. And you've got to, your career path has got to be one in which you are seeking to grow and not seeking to be promoted. Let's deal with the first one uh, very quickly. BLS.gov tells us that uh, over 2 million people quit their jobs every month. And I can tell you a lot of times that clearly from looking at this set of data, that clearly has to do many times with their managers. In fact, I've often heard it said people don't quit their jobs, they quit their managers. Well, that that might make sense um, when you look at this this uh, set of data. But I, I want to offer you something that's a little different. Are you ready? OK, so what? So what are you going to do now? You cannot quit everywhere you go. There are study after study out there that suggests that the best employees and or managers, the best folk in the workplace are those that are highly engaged and have spent time in the company learning the culture over a long period of time. There's just some things you cannot do a well until you are truly absorbed in the culture of an organization. I got to tell you, that's not one in two and three years, right? Um, that, that takes time to develop. So you can't quit everywhere you go. If you do, you just need to understand this very clearly. If I quit this company and I go to the next company, I need to accept that I am starting at the bottom all over again. And most people don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Usually what I hear when I talk to co- friends and colleagues and, and, and mentees and when I talk to a bunch of people that are transitioning from one company to the next, what they are typically asserting to me is I need to progress and I'm not moving here And by going to the next company, I think this is going to further me along in my career progression. Well, that may be true. But what people don't say is I'm going to this other company and I'm going to start at the bottom ladder rung all over again. That's not what they're thinking. What what people are usually thinking is that when they switch companies, they're going to hop a few rungs. And you just got to understand There are a whole bunch of people already on that ladder. There's a whole bunch of people already in that environment. There's a whole bunch of people there that know how to navigate the culture. They know how to navigate the systems so much better than you. If you're going there, I'm not saying it's a wrong move, but when you go there, you need to understand you're starting over. You are, you are plus, you're 
pressing the reset button when you do that. And that may be the right decision for you. But I just got to tell you, it's not the right decision 80% of the time. Although 80% of our managers are not the best. So it really gets down to how do we survive a bad manager? And, you know, we'll talk about that some more in, in future episodes. Uh, and, and I cover a lot of this in much more detail in my book. Unfortunately, you won't see that till January 2016. So I'm not going to give you all of the cookies now. But let me just tell you this. You can't quit everybody. Say it again. You can't quit everybody. You can't quit 80% of the relationships you're in. It won't help you long term. So that's number one. Number two, the goal has to be the right culture and the right manager. And what do I mean by that? If you're going into an interview for another company, take your time and understand the culture. Ask to talk to people who are successful, who already work there. Ask your manager a couple of key questions. Are you ready? Number one, if you're interviewing and you're talking to a manager, and I think I've shared this on a house call episode before, but here's the first thing you should ask. Mr. Manager, Mrs. Manager, tell me what in your mind is the idea for success as it relates to you being a manager? Let me say that a little bit simpler. Mr. Manager, Mrs. Manager, what in your mind would make you a successful manager? You want to get the answer to that question. That's going to tell you much about what they think. And uh, it may tell you some, it may cast some light on the culture that they create. So you want to find out what in their minds is equal to a successful manager. I'm going to give you some ideas. One person might say, well, I want my people to make the most money. And so that maybe that's cool. And if that's what you want, then you might be in the right place. But another manager might say, well, I want my people to grow and I want them to develop. Well, if they go down that path, and if they don't, then you make a follow-up question, which would be, so how do you directly help your people grow and develop within the organization, right? So that's the question you want to get to. It's going to tell you if they're hands-on, if they're hands-off. And so that's a really good question to ask, good follow-up question. In your mind, who in the organization has been a product of your success as a manager, right? And then ask for permission, At the end of that interview, hey, I would love to talk to Erica. You said that she was a product of your success. Or I'd love to talk to Jimmy. You said he was a product of your success. I would love to have a few minutes to just really learn about the culture from them. Now, that's a question you're going to ask after they offer you the job, right? Don't be so high-fiving to take it. But if the interview goes really well and or later, if they offer you the job, you want to say, hey, can I talk to that person who you said was a model for success? Managers are not used to answering these questions because managers get the complex that we give them seeking for a job that they're in the driver's seat. 
And the truth is they're not. The prospective candidate is in the driver's seat. And if the interview goes well, they're interviewing you because they want good talent. And if they want good talent, everybody wants to hire the right people. The right people are everything. If you put yourself in that place to be the right person, then realize they're not in the driver's seat. It is a dance. You both should be learning about one another. But if you make your goal getting the next job, or even if you're already in an organization and you're working hard just to get you know, a hire or another position, you've made that your goal, you're dead in the water long term. Either you're going to stifle career growth or you're going to grow and not be happy. Either way, you've got to make the goal of your career right culture and right manager. Find the right culture and the right manager that you're going to grow and thrive and just blossom in. Not the next level job. Besides, the next level job isn't always something you really want. Problem is, it's a gamble because you don't know it until you get in there and realize, you know, within 18 to 24 months, yeah, I'm not feeling this. Number three, seek to grow. Don't seek to be promoted. And unfortunately, companies are horrible at this. They create this caste system of performance that says perform to get the next title, perform to get the next job. And so we go after it. And unfortunately, we tend to go after it blindly. The next title is not always the right job for you. And if, if the goal is getting into management, you've got to know this. The skills that make you successful in a non-manager role will not translate easily to a manager role. Yes, if you're going to manage the job you do really well today, that is huge. It helps you functionally coach or skill set nourish and develop the employee for the job they do. But that's only one piece of being a manager. Can you motivate everybody on the team, more importantly, those that are not like you? Those that are not the best of performers, they're not horrible. They may be just average and maybe barely average. But listen, you can't have five Michael Jordans on the court. It's not gonna work. You gotta have a Michael Jordan out there, but you're gonna have some basic layup people that are going to set up the play or really good blocking people that can't shoot a free throw to save their life like a Dennis Rodman. But hey, it helps Jordan get better. Can you motivate everybody on that team? Because that's not something you're going to learn doing the job you do today very well. Are you assertive? Can you drive outcomes and the ability to overcome adversity and resistance? particularly when the resistance is within your own team. Can you do that? Because you're not going to learn that necessarily being in a non-manager role. Can you make decisions based on productivity and not the mood of the team and the environment or politics? Can you make the right decisions for your people and for the company? Can you create accountability, very clear accountability? Finally, can you build relationships that create trust? So there you have it. 
the state of our current managers, right? And I, I again, a great, great, great resource that I'd encourage you to go check out at gallup.com. Again, it's the state of the American manager. And I tell you, we have got a real stack decked against us as workers in the workplace floor today. Having only about 18% of our managers that are highly talented as managers and only about 30% of our managers overall that are really engaged in the workplace. But you can't quit every one of them. And you've got to start making your focus as it relates to managing your career path, the right culture and the right manager, and not the next level job. So you got to ask questions and you got to seek to grow as you manage your career. The goal is growth, not promotion. All right. I hope that's been helpful to you. Uh, I am looking forward to this discussion building itself out over the next few weeks in the year. I think there's a lot to talk about here. And the reality is, from a management standpoint in the workplace, we're not in the greatest of place. It's not a good place. And businesses aren't getting this right. But businesses are who we work for. So you can't just unplug and disengage. It will destroy your career. There are some things that we have got to just learn to work ourselves through and manage through and figure out how do I stay positive? How do I stay plugged in even when I'm in the type of environment that uh, Rick has talked about for the last 25, 30 minutes? Till next week, I hope this has been helpful. I hope it gives you a lot to think about. Maybe step back, take some career Windex, squirt it on that window, buff it out real good, take a really good look at where your attitude is today and where the dynamics of your manager is today because you may have one of those managers statistically eight out of ten times you probably do but you got a career to manage and hopefully some of these tips these three tips this week will help you begin to think about that in a fresh new week i'll talk to you next week have a good one bye-bye